From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome in. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold beer and let's get after it. Today's beer is emergency drinking beer. Who? Uh, what is this? Uh, what a wild haven, wild heaven beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, those folks down there in Georgia, they know how to come up with a name. Oh, that's it's a G. A- I thought that was C A. <laughs> this is such a, a, a pro. Apropos, this is such a apropos, what is it, apropos? I don't even know apropos? what you're trying to say. You know, like, oh, this is very apropos, you know, whatever. That's a new word this for is me. A very, this is a very appropriate Appropriate, beer. okay. I am, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a it's like a fancy way of saying I, mean, I don't know if it's <laughs> real, but I've heard people say it, so... <laughs> So you mean you know? That's I mean, I'm gonna, it's a great it's a great beer choice for this week. I've just been so discombobulated that your boy needed an emergency beer. Yeah. So uh, contents just a uh, beer. So that's perfect. I like how it's an all purpose blend. Like, what does that even <laughs> mean? <laughs> okay. Just all just at the end of the day when they're all when they got all their leftovers, they just put it in there. They're like, let's brew a dope IPA. Let's brew a dope stout. Let's make a lager. Throw a red ale in there. A little bit of Pilsner. Some Pilsners, of course. Mix it. <laughs> They're like, all oh, these beers are so good. We should put them all into one beer. So I'm very confused by the definition of apropos. It is a word. Uh, one uh, definition is fitting or at the right time. The other uh, definition is obsolete. So they really mixed up the definition of this word. It's so you cover all bases. It's like Aloha. It's you cover all bases there, Bobby. So, but I did use it correct. Yes, you did. Correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I am off of it today, bro. I'm just not uh not in a yeah. great uh, state of mind, I guess. Uh don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need and Patreon to support the show. How are you this week, buddy? Man, I'm doing all right. Like I said, just swamped with work just kind of just kind of float you know those you know those times when you're just kind of floating yeah through, through life and you're like oh it's another day i guess <laughs> it's freaking wild and i guess pretty close even closer obviously when this episode comes out dude it's almost november yeah that's wild yeah uh and before we forget uh this episode will be airing uh, a couple days before november 3rd make sure no matter who it's for you get out and vote vote very, vote vote. very important uh i'm a vote i voted yeah I'm i voted. voted yeah my wife my voted. wife's voting this evening when she get off, gets off work um if you're listening to this right when it releases in, in tennessee you have a couple hours left to get out and vote uh because this will come out on the 29th yeah you to are, early vote you are well past your registration point yeah. you're not voting so yeah <laughs> um but all right uh but yeah this week uh Pretty, uh, pretty good yeah. week. Yeah, I was about to say, how are you? Yeah. Have you been doing? Getting, it's not getting just about kind me. of ramping up to the busy season for my day job. You know, once we hit November, it's kind of you hit the ground running. I like how you call it a day job, as if this is a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, later on, you'll see that I did a lot of research. I, I spent, I spent a couple hours doing sure, research for the sure. show. No, no, someone has not, to. It's not that. Yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> it's not that you did like double the research, and we even had to take out a whole segment of the research you did. <laughs> 
No, it's not that I'm saying that, you know, we don't put in work into this, but we're not making any money. Not so, yet. So to call it a, a, a job is, I mean, that's looking to the future, buddy, and I, and yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, it's a startup. It's a start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We technically have a business. Yeah, we, we have a business license. Straight losses, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I would consider getting to drink beer once a week with I wouldn't you call them losses. They're expenses. Ex- <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, I forgot. Forgot the CEO over there. I'm the, I'm the CBO, the chief beer operator. <laughs> Let's see. Today, we're talking about college sports getting cut. Are we were going to talk about NHL consensus top fifteen, but we're going to move that. See, the problem with that was it was such a good, it was such a great idea that I apparently had on the show last week, and then we <laughs> never discussed it again. And you came in with all this dope research and everything, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know we were doing that." You're like, "You said we were doing it on the show," and you know. If it happens on the show, I'm kind of just floating through that, dude. Just, you know, seat in my pants type of stuff. So if you don't ever bring it up again, I may never even know that it was a thing. So I was like, oh, we've got this other topic. You were like, I also... Didn't look at that. <laughs> I said, yeah, but but that. that In fairness, is, I threw that on the dock like two, a couple days ago. Well, that is, and it's also it's also just something we can discuss. Yeah. Like you know, you don't want to get hemmed into a top fifteen that you're not comfortable with. Yeah. Whereas just BSing about college sports. Like I live there, bro. That's, that's my home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we will be moving into the second part of the matrix. And of course we'll be bringing up what, uh, what we've been binging and what snaps our stick, but let's get into the news. Everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice. It's time for news from inside the boards. You know, this beer isn't half bad. No, it's, I mean, it's, you know, there's probably one or two beers in here I wouldn't like, but the other seven <laughs> I'm a fan of for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's not a, you know, it's, it's not a heavy or a light or a hoppy. It's just kind of a little heavier than a regular. Yeah. I was snagging some uh, coffee water. from Trader Joe's and I saw this on my way out. I'm like, I'm getting that. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's a good call. It's yeah. obviously a, a fantastic call. I mean, it's beer. So yeah. like once you, it's literally the definition of just a beer, you know, my house words, Bobby, a, the best beer is a free one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the way I roll. I mean, obviously I'm paying for this, but, <laughs> yeah. but a beer is a beer. Okay. Number one type of beer, free beer, best second, Best second beer, a cold beer. You know, I mean, those two, it can, you know, it doesn't have to be both, but if it's both, that's, you know, you're hitting all of my check boxes. Yeah. But all right. Check boxes. I'm I'm out of it. (laughs) So if you've got a best second, what's your worst second? My worst second (laughs) is no beer. Ah. The worst past that is. seltzers (laughs) (laughs) seltzers <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh let's see now to get into the news uh one of the nhl's plans for next season uh could be a temporary division realignment the preds because uh, we're going to start with them because we're here would be moved into what they i think they called the eastern would be and then you'd have the canadian division then the western division uh and then i think maybe a southern so they would stick with four just move things around a little bit uh, but Buffalo could be a... Ma- so we didn't make it into the Southern. Is what no. At least is, not from what I saw. That is very odd since there's like three teams that are more South than us. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not here to talk about geography. Okay. Yeah. That's a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but uh, 
Let's see. And then, uh, but Buffalo could be a big hub city uh, since Key Bank Center is, and I didn't know this, connected to Marriott, the Marriott there. And so they have 13 dressing rooms for that for that stadium. That's a lot. Yeah, that's I mean, it's like if you had told me they had five, I would have been like, that's more than I expected for that for that stadium. It's a, an extremely odd situation that they had <laughs> that they have rocking up there in Buffalo. They're, they built it like uh, how many how many dressing professional dressing rooms do we need for this uh, hockey arena? Someone's like Let's, 13. It's like love the enthusiasm. Let's bring it down a little bit. Everyone's like, no, we got to go with it now. <laughs> I mean, did you not hear this, dude? Like, like <laughs> we're connected to a Marriott. Yeah, this is Buffalo. What guy. if they change the rules and it's like a 13 team Royal Rumble? Let me hit you with this. Bob. Well, and I was actually not even referring to you, Bob. I was just <laughs> thinking I was at a board meeting and, you know, there's definitely a Bob there. What if in 2020 there's a global pandemic and we have a crazy se- end of the season and then we have to do a division realignment and then we need a hub city? Boom. Marriott 13 dressing rooms right there. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That would be that would be helpful. Um because that was some of the problems that we had through the playoffs was when a game went into overtime or something, it delayed the time frame that the other team could get into that dressing room. So 13. I mean, it's weird that you don't have an even number, though. Am, yeah. I, am I the only one that's thinking that's weird? Like, okay, we'll have, you know, we'll have 14 teams in here. So they're all going to well, be the, So other. the stadium itself has four. And then the Marriott has <laughs> has nine dressing rooms for for uh, professional sports. What is the? How do you go to the bank and you're, you're like, I'm gonna get a loan to make this Marriott? Well, luckily the bank owns is the the namesake for the stadium, so it probably wasn't that hard like, to get them done. Well, listen, but I know, but like, how do you sell that on the plans? You're like, hey, we're gonna have nine dressing rooms, and you know they so were like, like, oh, so this is like hotel? in New York or L. A. Toronto. Uh, it's it in is Buffalo. In, it is in New York. Well, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, so I mean, you, you, when you're yeah. right, you're right. You know, they're like, oh, we just we just said New York twice. We didn't yeah. mean New York. We, New York. I'm sorry, bro. I meant New York squared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on, uh, the Coyotes' first pick is a little bit of hot water, and rightfully so. Four years ago, Mitchell Miller admitted in Ohio juvenile court to bullying. But uh, when I, when I, his name's out there, Myers uh, Carlos, who was tricked into licking a candy push pop that. Miller and another boy had wiped in a bathroom urinal. Uh, Myers Crothers had to be tested for hepatitis, HIV, and STDs. Luckily, the uh, test came back negative, according to the police report. Uh, pretty much. And so here's the thing. this The news of this was apparently released to the teams well before the draft. And many experts completely removed him from their draft boards and from their rankings, assuming that his actions, especially in today's climate, it, well, it was never acceptable, but especially in today's climate would be a non-starter, especially for a team like Arizona, who was very outspoken about the diversity uh, programs in the NHL. Um, So he's now 18. Uh, and when asked, uh, when they asked the victim, this is the victim. Yeah. Well, they're both 18 um, now, but uh, when they asked the victim who now lives in Detroit, uh, he pretty much talked, said Miller had taunted him for years, constantly calling him, uh, Brownie and the N-word while repeatedly hitting him while growing up in the uh, Toledo suburb. Other students at their junior high confirmed to police that Miller repeatedly used the repeatedly used the N-word in referring to the victim. His mother apologized, but not as of right. But now he did a couple days ago <clears throat> release once, a, he, once he got in trouble. Yeah, got released a very not not it wasn't a good apology. It was very it, it, it read like someone who was apologized for getting caught. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, look, man, I'm all I'm all about that 
you know, you were young. You made some stupid mis- decisions. It doesn't make it better, obviously, but like the first step is an genu- apology, right? If you genuinely apologize but throughout like, juvenile court, he denied it, denied it, and died it till the very end when he had no other way out. I, I, I believe that his family, his parents were like, "Listen, if you don't apologize, you're going, you're you're done." Like, yeah. so he apologized eventually to the court. Um, but it was. I mean, and here's my thing. A lot of people saying, oh, he was young. He was, I'm sorry. At 14, you know better. Yeah. Okay, this is not, well, this that's... is not like a stupid, like, oh, I accidentally said the N word one time on camera or I, you know, I, I got yeah, into you a, dev- look, like, I, this I'm is not, a, I, yeah. I want to be very clear in my position that I'm not defending his actions yeah. at all. But like, if, if, if this is through the process and he, you know, the, the guy's making it known about it, he, it, he has, well, he, you know, he, he did this stuff, but he has since apologized. He, you know, he made sure that he knew that like, Hey, I'm never going to do that again. Type of stuff. Look, people make mistakes and you're able to correct your mistakes. And we hope in in life, but like, it's very clear that he didn't actually, he doesn't actually care. He doesn't, he doesn't think that what he did was wrong. He's just doing it now because that big money's on, on the line. And my whole thing is, listen, I'm, I'm all for second chances. A lot of people are saying, well, why should we ruin this this kid's career because of something he... Like, listen, I'm not saying put this guy in jail. I'm saying maybe this kid shouldn't have a multi-million dollar contract in professional sports. Maybe he should go out and have to get a regular job. You know, his actions should have consequences. And so far, he hasn't faced any consequences other than, you know, the court of public opinion not liking him, which in two months, people are going to forget about, unfortunately. Right, I mean, well, he's... and. Nobody will ever have to bring it up again because he is going to play for Arizona. Yeah. So, <laughs> but and honestly, that to me, as bad as the actual story is, the fact that teams knew about this before the draft, and did, I, what was Arizona just hoping it never came up? Like the, the NFL has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it make it. They're makes, like, is that all he did? Huh? It <laughs> makes all parties involved look bad, except like, for his mom. And you yeah, know, his mom seems like a great lady. You know, she's like, I, she's like, I did my best. You know, she's like the Dane Cook stand-up <laughs> episode. He's like just crying, like I did my best. I, you know, I. Yeah. <laughs> he was just too good at hockey. People really enjoyed him here in Toledo, by the way. <laughs> but can we also say something? And I, uh, I offend. Uh, potentially a large subset of our, I mean, I don't know how large of a subset. I don't know that I've met many Mitchells that are like great dudes. You know, I don't know. I maybe it's just a, a personal experience with Mitchells and not all Mitchells I've met, but a Mitch, you know what I'm saying? Like just generally has that, yeah. you know, like a that kind of feeling. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's maybe that's just me being completely biased. No, I, I lumped that in there with like the Chads or the Chazes or see, the Brocks. And see, I've never personally, you know, I've never had a big personal problem with Chads. You know, I think it's a person to person basis, yeah. you know, type of deal. But just Mitchells are just generally. Now, this even before Karen became the the name i have also never met a karen that i was uh huh. was a was a huge huge supporter of yeah you know i mean not that i'm like out there supporting people with names like you <laughs> go Karen, you go karen you got it but like you know just a generally like i think that some people are destined to have specific names yeah karen mitchell's 
apparently for you, Chads. <laughs> <laughs> we have now now we've taken three names, and so everybody that listens to our podcast with those names, they're like, I'm done. <laughs> if we have like a substantial amount of people stop listening to our podcast, we know those were our yeah. subsets. And then maybe we need to reflect and review ourselves. Well, here's the thing. If you're one of those names, tune in next week and we'll tell you the other names that we don't like. And so maybe you'll agree with us. We're and just gonna Yeah, we're just gonna completely alienate everybody that potentially yeah. could listen eventually to everyone brandon's, will just hate listen to us let's be honest with you brandon's they're loud they're abrasive they <laughs> they don't do what they're supposed to do in terms of research for the podcast <laughs> i mean you know you, you know how it goes so. yeah uh all right so red rings and four tyler bertuzzi had their salary arbitration uh, virtual hearing uh last sunday moving one step closer to determining how much bertuzzi will be paid for the 2021 regular season bertuzzi 25 led the wings with 21 goals last season, the second consecutive season, has uh, he's reached 21, uh, while also earning a career-high 48 points with 27 assists. For his, uh, for his career, Bertuzzi has 119 points, 49 goals, 70 assists in 199 games over a little, uh, over, a little over two NHL seasons. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what he gets. Uh, I think, I mean, he's got a pretty big payday coming, I think. Um, <clears throat> the NHL has postponed the 21 Winter Classic and All-Star Game due to the ongoing uncertainty resulting from the coronavirus. The league announced in a statement on uh, this past Thursday, the Winter Classic was scheduled to be played at Target Field in Minneapolis on New Year's Day featuring the Wild and the Blues. And the Panthers were scheduled to host the All-Star Weekend uh, from January 29th to 30th. The league said it intends to return to both Minnesota and Florida for the signature event in the near future. Kind of sad. We were, we were sad. eventually planning, we were at some point planning on going to Minneapolis for the Winter Classic. Yeah, we want to take the we want to take the chicks up there, dude. Yeah, you know? I mean Minneapolis was so dope. Like, Great city. I had such a fun time, and like, I can just imagine how dope it would be if you can actually enjoy Minneapolis. We nearly froze the whole entire yeah. time. So I mean, so, you know, like we went we in March, so now we just want to go February. in January. We went in <laughs> oh February, February so yeah. now we just want to go in January. Yeah, the girls <laughs> would not enjoy that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. Dallas was a great Winter Classic. It would have probably been miserable going to going to the game on January first there in uh, in Minneapolis outside. Like yeah. it. I mean, maybe not miserable, but like it would have been a lot different game. You know. I yeah. mean, It's just so cold, dude. We it would was, have had to been much more drunk than we were in the Dallas for the Dallas game. Sure, for sure. And me as a me as a smoker. You know, I mean, I smoked like what, like four cigarettes the yeah. entire time we were there, and I'd never even smoked a whole one. Like that was how cold it was. It was a, uh, it was absolutely, absolutely crazy. But the good thing about Minneapolis was the city's itself is is so much more connected than yeah. Dallas was. Dallas was just so expansive and big, and like it was just hard to hard to get anywhere without it taking 45 minutes to do it you know i mean yeah. and whereas minneapolis like we rode ubers all over like we went to we went to south minneapolis twice to go get <laughs> burgers dude like yeah it was like know? a 10 minute trip yeah i mean it was yeah exactly and those dudes you would think with snow all over the road and it being so cold and it's snowing that like man i was i'd be nervous dude those folks are just flew through it like it was no problem they're like going around potholes and stuff it was a yeah. fun trip so sad to see hear that happening maybe we will get it next year and we'll be able to attend at that point yeah <clears throat> guess two years from now now that you know what's happening inside the boards 
Time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. All right, we had a great week of football this past weekend, dude. But uh, yeah, we definitely did, man. It was uh, a lot of great games. You know, some not so great games, but as an overall, I mean, when Scott Hansen says this is probably the best Sunday of football we've had in the last few years, you know it was a great weekend of football. That Sunday night football game, though, was amazing, dude. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so OBJ tore his ACL. He's done for the season. Uh, that's – hate to Sucks. see, especially with a talent like him. Uh, Cleveland, I think, now has their work cut out for him, but we'll, uh, we'll see what he happens. He looked good, but, I mean, the battle, from, the battle of Ohio was awesome. Yeah. It was a great game. Titans – not so didn't look so great in the first half. I mean, and I said last out. week, man, the Steelers were going to be to me their litmus test for this season. They, the, I mean, I think the toughest team they faced before them were the Bills, uh, and I think Steelers really showed them that the Steelers a are good football team this year, and the Titans, while good, you know, I think they're obviously I think they're going to make it in the playoffs for sure. I they're not a Super Bowl team this year. Yeah, the defense just didn't really step up. Was the yeah. problem? It wasn't that Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh offense to me didn't look as good as Def, uh, their defense. The defense bad. Yeah. looked bad. But it also showed that if you shut down Derrick Henry, it really limits nah, what. I disagree team. with that completely because I mean we've seen nearly all of last year the same exact thing where they shut him down early and then. He's a, you get him 20 carries, and he's going to be able to eventually make you feel like garbage. And I mean, towards the end of the game, yeah, we saw that. But the problem and so, is, and it's not really, when I say they're shutting him down, it's because the scoreboard is making it so that they're having to throw it more. So you're not sure. able to put it in the hand, when you can't put it in the hands of Derrick Henry, no, it's I'd, shutting I'd them down. That. Now, obviously, A.J. Brown showing just freak athlete, man, that... That big, that what was that, a seventy-five yard play? Yeah, uh, just was, going, taking the rid- distance. That was ridiculous. I was like, I was pretty frustrated early morning. Uh, I uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. I left Aaron Jones in my lineup for two, <laughs> two for two, uh, for two of my leagues, and so I was already like a little frustrated. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna get drunk. I was shotgunning beers, I was <laughs> pounding yeah. beers and stuff. And so I think I was outside shotgunning a beer when that play happened. So I didn't even get to see it happen. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't get to play because you would have beaten me. Uh, I think I beat you by like four points in that league. Yeah. yeah, at least I won a game against the media and my team. They really, really tried to make up for it. My boy, my boy Devontae Adams <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers were like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make up for it. And it looked really good, like a good opportunity. What killed me was Deontay Johnson. Just just killing me, dude. He had what do you have? 26, 25, 25 points, something like that. That was what killed me. That was such a good play. Uh, and Juju had a decent game. And Claypool, who you didn't have. Apparently, you have all of the Steelers receivers, except for Claypool. And he does nothing. We were <laughs> like, hey, we're going to shut down Claypool. I heard Brandon didn't. Uh, heard Brandon played Aaron Jones. So, like, let's hook Bobby up. I mean, that was a great matchup, though, man. I'm I'm mad about it, obviously. But you you beat me straight up, dude. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, DeAndre, the, the overtime game. That game going overtime helped me a lot with uh, DeAndre Hopkins in there, and Chase Chase Edmonds just went off this week, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, in really He's super good running back, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, McKinnon didn't. I 
man, three carries, negative one yeah, yard. How did how did I start a guy that didn't play <laughs> and I still didn't have the lowest score? <laughs> <laughs> one negative one yard, three carries for negative one yards. I mean, yeah. dude, Kyle Shanahan will will kill you, dude. I like have a sneaking suspicion that Kyle Shanahan was playing somebody in fantasy this week that played Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> That's just my guess. Yeah. I just want to throw out there. But, all right, so let's move into our main topic of the day. Uh, we are Could the cutting of varsity sports in college actually be a good thing for both college and college sports in general? Um, so I want to start off by I'm taking, I'm taking the side of yes, but I do want to be very clear. I'm not calling for the uh, abolishment of big-time money-producing sports of college, like, col- like college football, college basketball, for, you heard it here first. For, ma- for many teams like Vanderbilt, college baseball, it, it, it's not only is it unrealistic, it wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. But what I'm calling for, and a lot of people are calling for, is that the NCAA me- needs a big disruption. The NCAA, the NCAA needs to be abolished. Yes. If by that, if if by disruption you mean they shouldn't be a part of anything anymore, then yes, yeah. I completely 100 percent agree with and that. And this point. is, and really, this my <clears throat> this topic is more about calling for a lot of these sports to be more club sports. Since the 1990s, according to the NCAA, the amount of athletic scholarships a dispense that member institution has grown from, to $3.5 billion from $337 million, um, with much of that bump because of the drastic rise in the cost of tuition. Um, and so because of that, official recruits get prefer- uh, preferential admission to selective colleges, a perk that has been known to drive some wealthier families to the extremes like, you know, Operation they call it Varsity Blues, where you've got rich parents paying high school uh, coaches to say that their kid was on a team to I'm, help them get into a school and get like they would get sports scholarships for a sport they never played, like rowing. I'm not sure that I very. I'm not sure that I understand the Operation Varsity Blues. Not because I don't understand the operation within itself, but why would you call it Varsity Blues? Adult football movie yeah. about uh you know about the hardships of a small town something tells me team. the ncaa called it that because this is from their uh re- they probably pulled it from their research the yeah that's I mean, I'm, just, I'm surprised they didn't call it operation true american i like how we i like how we smack talk the ncaa while utilizing their research it's like we appreciate <laughs> well it. when they don't let anybody else research <laughs> they're like you can't research oh like oh you're researching huh that's a three-year show cause for Bruce Pearl. Okay, <laughs> We're, you're out, buddy. Um, but anyway, so these incentives uh, in, have transformed the entire landscape of youth sports, and not for the better. Children who flash early talent have a, have more reason to train hard because of this, because they are told that, you know, hey, that's how you get into college now. You know, if you're not the brightest kid, you have to play a sport. So they are seeing... Um, <clears throat> So they're usually these kids are specializing in one sport by the age of 12, which multiple studies have shown specializing in one sport as a kid is not healthy for you. Um, you suffer burnout and overuse injuries that were once very rare with kids that young, while families who can spend thousands of dollars a year on scouting showcases effectively push aside those with fewer resources who can't afford things like, you know, offseason training camps and, you know, getting these pro these retired pro athletes to come out and work with you. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing these, you know, a lot more in places like Southern California and Texas high schools where that's where the football talent is because those schools will, will even pay for those that talent to come out and work with them. I mean, Friday Night Lights, as a, even though it's a fake show, it's like realistic stuff. I mean, you've seen what what, what was it? Uh, the show that was on MTV <clears throat> two a days in yeah. high school talking about um, Hoover, Alabama and like. 
how ridiculously big football is there when like nine to, nine out of ten of your students can barely read, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. But hey, you got Buddy Garrity uh, making sure you get everything you need. That was Friday Night Lights. Yeah. But, but Hoover was. Yeah, the, I'm yeah. just. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I I can I kind of agree with you. It's it's. It would also take away a little bit of the discussion that that seems to highlight a large argument from between a lot of people is paying these athletes as well. I mean, these guys that play football are a billion dollar enterprise that you're getting free yeah. labor from. You could say, oh, what what I pay for the school. Like that's, you know that like, education is not worth stupid. the that's amount of money labor. that John think about how much money <clears throat> Johnny Manziel just to, I'm using him as an extreme uh Example, think of how much money Johnny Manziel brought into Texas A&M between shirts, between appearances, between, uh, you know, national broadcast, literally only giving Texas A&M sometimes the the time of day because of Johnny Manziel. Well, the problem, the the bigger problem I I see in that is these schools have nearly billion dollar endowments that they just have a fund at any point in time. They can just go and get billions of dollars from to do whatever they want to do and they are so selfish with them. Like people don't understand football, especially Sasa and I, a, uh, you know, one of the favorite, favorite listeners of the podcast, we discussed this and, and we were talked about, and maybe I talked about it on the, on the podcast, even school, even basketball schools like Kentucky or, you know, other programs that, highlight their basketball program they don't hold a candle to how much money football makes not even in the slightest closest realm do you make nearly as much money in basketball as you do football and we're talking about one of the most dangerous sports on earth that they could that a lot of these guys are going and getting insurance for injuries million dollar insurance policies for a college kid to say, oh, if you don't make it to the NFL, we're going to pay you out here. It, yeah. it, it's it, it's the NCAA has this stranglehold on on everything. It's is a perfect topic because I wanted to talk about this, but I forgot to put it on the dot. The NCAA has stripped UMass women's tennis team uh, of their title over a two hundred and $52 phone bill that was reimbursed. $252. You don't get a national championship anymore. That is that is absurd to me that they have this they have this ability. This is the kind of stuff that you would imagine that the NFL would do or MLB would do. A yeah. big professional sports program that makes billions of dollars that are supposed to make billions of dollars because they're private enterprises that are selling tickets and, you know, paying their players and everything. MLB wouldn't even vacate a a title from the Astros on an admitted cheating team. Like that is, it it is, it is so absurd to me. And the crazy thing is like so much power during the world. And it's not like with the Astros, like the, the MLB is like, Oh, maybe they did or didn't Joe Buck straight up called out the Astros on live TV. Like, yeah, you know, uh, 
the Astros or you know Clayton Kershaw the last time he was pitching was uh, against the Astros uh, when they cheated. So yeah. it's like, yeah, they're like they. It's the MLB yeah, has admitted that they cheated. This isn't this isn't a Cam Newton situation. Did he get paid? Did he not get paid? Situation. This is like you have guys on the record from the team saying, "Yeah, we did this. Yeah, <laughs> we did this." Like this isn't uh, this isn't a oh well that's speculation or anything like that. Like it's the complete opposite of speculation. It yeah, is a, I did this. You but, know? So to get back on topic, the because of the amount of varsity sports through the NCAA, the cost of playing sports has skyrocketed. Um, meaning that low-income athletes obviously are at a disadvantage. So the question here, the outcome that is needed, I believe, is not just cutting these sports and making it so that uh, colleges don't have these sports anymore. So obviously reducing the number of varsity teams would mean fewer athletic scholarships, but also potentially less money being spent pursuing them and more university support for other forms of campus sports. Now, uh, as a as an opposite end of that spectrum, what happens to a lot of these women's sports that are, you know, schools have to have women's sports because of Title IX? Yeah, listen, I'm like I said, what? Um, if you've got a men's college basketball program, you have a women's college. I mean, for every sport, title you can't get rid of title nine. You're gonna you're still gonna have title nine. Right, but it but all it does is equalize the playing field. That means we have to have the same amount of women's sports as we do men's sports. So if a school can get away with Oh, well, we're only gonna have an officially sanctioned football team and Well, obviously this would mean basketball. Well, obviously team. doing this would mean making systemic changes to the point where I'm not saying you could only have basketball and football. I'm talking about when this changes. Yeah. You, you can still have a uh, field hockey team uh, and an, or like women's basketball. I know is big at a lot of colleges, volleyball teams, you know, it's still, you still have to follow title nine. Title nine's not going anywhere. I understand. I understand yeah. that. But if you start saying no varsity sports, Oh, we'll have a women's and men's basketball team, and anybody can play football if they want to. Well, you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You would have to make a change where obviously schools can't get away with that shit. Well, that's pop, but that's like we're talking about. You're going a little even deeper than than that because that's Title Nine is is U.S. policy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like I I hear what you're saying, and there's obviously a lot of yeah. That this can is not done. the perfect. Uh, you know, if I had the if I had the ability to say, here's exactly how it'll work and it's going to be perfect, I'd be getting paid lots of money and probably be a, a big time lawyer working for it. NCAA would probably hire me first off to make sure that it doesn't <laughs> so, happen. So all of a sudden you've gone you've gone from being on a podcast with me, a guy that doesn't research anything to now you're you got your JD and you're working for the NCAA, bro. Like, <laughs> but so. The thing is, these cut sports will become club sports. Club athletes, rep, they still represent their colleges. They wear the colors. They play, uh, but play more on their teams and not those of an athletic department gro uh, groaning under the strain of an NCAA rulebook and a business model that turns many of these athletes into employees without paychecks. So you're able to, you know, I play, I played a club sport in college. I played rugby. Many of the things that we did were voted on by the players. It wasn't, you know, we, it wasn't from the top down. It was what we did for the most part was dictated either, you know, obviously the coaches had some input, but for the most part, it was run by the students. And you know, one thing that the NCAA did was they paid for a study that showed athletes on NCAA teams are better leaders in life out of college than compared to non-athletes. But coincidentally, one thing they left out was what about athletes on non-NCAA sports? So 
a separate research by the National Intramural and Recreational Sports Association, which helps colleges organize campus, which shows that members of club teams exhibit the same quality of yeah, leadership as I, NCAA athletes. I hear what you're saying in that, but that's just like stating the obvious. Like the leaders that lead a team are leaders. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Well, the know. whole the whole point of that research is, is because, that just, it, just it's because the, the NCAA came out and said, oh, well, they pretty much... They said in their research that only that if you're a club sport, that it's not the same, that they don't show the same leadership skills. When really the the research shows that the clubs, people, the uh, athletes on the club sports actually do show. It's almost like they have a financial, you know, reason to say that stuff. No, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's a. I love this term, a slippery slope. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, that that doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, you know, things have to happen. Like, it's not. but I mean, I'm not, I just think it's, I think the bigger problem is a, and I, I hear all of the points that you're, that you're putting forth that they, because there is such an emphasis for them to make money, it is turned into uh sports are now a, a money program that you have to spend money your entire life if you ever want to play sports. And yeah. I, I hear that. I think that the bigger problem is, is if you cut the head off, you know, cut the head off the snake that you've let this this group of people that run the leagues and and manage college sports you've let them run amok unchecked with no real reason to do anything but to make money yeah. you know and that is the bigger problem in my eyes is that while I hear everything you're saying there I feel like club sport yeah you can say oh well we'll have the club the sports will be there but if i'm not obligated as a school to have it then why would i you know i mean but that's the whole point though like with club sports like for example mtsu rugby mtsu didn't say we're gonna have a rugby team rugby players said we're gonna have a rugby team and then once they showed that it was sustainable by their you know then it grew and then eventually the school said hey we are going to support you this little amount Obviously, then they went. Uh, MTSU rugby went on to the national, went on to compete for a national championship. Then MTSU was like, "Oh, we're gonna give you a lot more money." Then they lost, and then they're like, "Oh, well, maybe you you do." See, that's what I'm saying. That's where that is ex- that example that you were fighting for your side is the example exactly as I'm saying. Like now, I can say, "Well, yeah, shoot, yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll pay money for Alabama's club football team. Heck yeah, we're winning national titles. We got a great coach. We're making all this money." But then they start being bad, and it's like, okay, well, now we're not going to support you since. Yeah. You gained but, nothing. But, th- but even when they weren't getting support from MTSU, the, the club sport was there because the players were interested. They were getting donors from, uh, you know, alumni players. They It was self – it was it was for the most part 99% self-sufficient. It, they So it was – it never got to the point where there was corruption all the way down to the high school rugby level because of it. And <clears> here's <throat> another – I mean, I still have this point left, which is – um, a study of, uh, in the 2018 fiscal year, students underwrote the NCAA Division One programs with 1.2 billion in mandatory and often undisclosed fees, according to NBC Sports Investigation. That was a 51 percent increase from a decade earlier, compared with only a 37 percent increase in, in tuition costs. So, you know, and the uh, investigation used uh, Eastern Carolina, for example, that. A, a powerhouse. Yeah. The, for so yearly to yearly tuition there is twenty four thousand dollars for every student um, who paid that. And I believe that they're going off out of state tuition. 
they were paying twenty five hundred dollars that only that went to the sports that they went to subsidize the sports programs, which many of these players students had no interest in. They didn't know. And here's the thing: it's not like they said, "Oh, here's your tuition. Here's an itemized bill." It, yeah, they didn't know that this money point, was going toward towards my sports. Po- my point is, I, not my point. I haven't made it yet. But <laughs> my point will be that is a bad argument. And the reason being is a lot of these schools are able to fund new science buildings and fund all this additional stuff because of sports teams. That is that is a main factor of a lot of the funds that come back into the school. And so here's my my and I, I understand that my issue is that it shouldn't be happening. My issue that shouldn't be happening is the undisclosed portion of it. They don't tell that when students, when these students would ask like for an itemized bill, coincidentally, the money going the $2,500 going towards sports were left off and, and just missing. So well, that's they, just lying. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not and listen, condoning I, I that, understand, but that. I would, I would highlight that as the main thing and be like, Hey, look, 2,500 of it went to subsidize yeah. sports. Oh yeah. By the way, I see that you're a chemistry major. You remember that million dollar chemistry building we just built? Sports subsidized yeah. that. But we also have to look at the fact that in ECU in particular, they uh they were supposed they were in not a chemistry building, but they were supposed to upgrade the library on campus. Unfortunately, it is now none of them could read. <laughs> it they they decided that instead of up the money that was supposed to be ear noted for the library, instead at a board meeting got transferred for base for a brand new state of the art baseball locker room. And that's where that money that was supposed to be ear noted for the library went to earmarked. That's why I said earmarked. You said ear noted. Oh, you're not Mobby. No, it's fine. Yeah. I just, you know, like if I keep letting you say yeah. it, then like, people. I thought I like, said earmarked. Look yeah. at this idiot saying yeah. ear noted. So, and, and that's, I mean, listen, unfortunately we've been put into a position by the NCAA where it comes down to, well, what are we going to do without the NCAA? It'll be madness, anarchy. And Who, I don't, I've never met anybody that said that. I'm not, well, not mm-mm. saying that you have said that you were saying it or you know anybody that's saying it, but like what I'm saying is, I have never heard positivity about the NCAA. Not in my lifetime have I heard somebody be like, no, and they're not the really. NC, and it's not for the, the people that call it NC two A. No, don't do that, buddy. <laughs> don't do that, buddy. NCA squared. Uh, <laughs> no, NC, that would be N- A times A, and that's not correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and usually the people that say what I was saying, they're not support. They're not supporting the NCAA. They're just saying that it's, they they call it like a necessary evil. They're like, well, without the NCAA, we wouldn't have scholarships, so we have to have it. It's like, well, that's because the NCAA has drilled into a lot of our minds that this is the only way. For a lot of people, those people are also making money from the NCAA. Yeah. Those people that are arguing that point, well, good discussion though. Well, I know mean, there is without, one. There is one last bit I have, it, um, and that is one of the biggest uh, proponents of uh, points that people have about the NCAA is how it leads it trains Olympic athletes. However, the school that sent the most Olympic athletes and uh, the last Summer Olympics was Westminster College. They had zero NCAA sports at the time. Now they do. So, and uh, these are obviously very extreme, obvious uh, examples, but Michael Phelps and Simone Biles did not play NCAA sports. So to say that NCAA is the only path to the Olympics is false. Neither did Kobe Bryant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or LeBron James. I hear what you're saying, but you can't take the 
even though I agree with what you're saying, you can't take the two. No, but that's why I also use the school that sent the most Olympic athletes. It was swimming and gymnastics. Yeah, and 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 I that's why I noted. But also, I like the school that sent the most athletes, which I think is a good example. Westminster College, which sent the most athletes, did had no NCAA sports. So it is possible to you know now obviously all full disclosure Westminster College is the official college of the Olympics. So they went to college to train for the Olympics. So you you have a very, very specific, <laughs> you know, because I guess the other argument would be, well, how many of the other Olympic athletes did go to NCAA schools? I'll bet that they probably sent a few more than Westminster did, even yeah. if they are the Olympic school this, of yes. the Olympics. <laughs> but it, it just goes to show that it's not impossible, that it, it's definitely a possibility to, you know, to have the Olympic because people are like, oh, without NCAA, there's no Olympics. I'm like, well, just so you know, the NCAA doesn't operate in other countries. There's no NCAA in England. Yes, oh. they do. <laughs> the NCAA operates everywhere. <laughs> they have eyes everywhere. Uh, I don't care if Bruce Pearl's in the Ukraine. They know about it. This is a what a what, you know what a good discussion with no real answer. I mean, that's generally what we do is yeah. have a discussions with no answer. But so just so we can break it down for people, because I tend to drag us off course. Your your main opinion that may not be your full opinion of the matter is that cut more official school sports and make them club sports. Am yes. I am I getting your Yeah. Okay. And my argument was You love the, the NCAA. Same, that my the same as it's always been. Holler at your boy, NCAA. I'm trying to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh and my my argument honestly is you've made some really good valid points that I find to be idealistic. Yeah. You know, and so and I don't dis it's one of those things where I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but that's the the grade A best case scenario of the of the of the options for sure. here. So I think good, it's time to discussion. Yeah. yeah. I think it's time to move into joke of the week. The weird. Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. All right. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> He's never made Just it. Lane Kiffin, that's the joke of the week. How's, how's he never made it onto joke of the week? Honestly, he's just so sad. He is a sad guy. It's like, it would be like, you know, I kind of talked about maybe doing Butch Jones, but it just feels at this point like it would be kicking a dog while he's down. If, if, can we, can I, can I get real for a second before we actually talk about the joke of the week? I, some people are so upset when Lane Kiffin gets a new job. I personally am so happy because that means I get to see Lane Kiffin get fired again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just so much good Lane Kiffin garbage. But this is a this is okay. So Lane Kiffin wants wants to pay the this is the headline. Lane Kiffin wants to pay twenty five thousand dollar SEC fine with pennies, but isn't sure how many pennies that would take. So he got upset at the Auburn after the Auburn game at the refs and ha- and you know as Lane Kiffin does, he was talking smack to anybody you know, including God, there's only one person he won't smack talk. And that's Nick Saban. 
and he only banged his daughter. So, <laughs> so later on, he tweeted, "Where can I find twenty five thousand pennies?" <laughs> and you know, I'm no math guy. I think we all know that. But this is a tweet again. It's not like he said it to somebody and just misspoke. Twenty five thousand pennies is not $25,000, just so you know, And then the Lane. best part, which I think you, you didn't tell me this when we were looking, is that he then corrected himself with an asterisk at yeah. 250,000 pennies. Yeah. Still not Still right. Still incorrect. And, but no. <laughs> then he deleted that tweet and then did an asterisk 2.5 mail. De- <laughs> deleted that tweet and then, and then tried to, in the most Lane Kiffin way possible, send out, oh, what's just checking if the uh, SEC would review my math to get it right this time. After after future review, it's 2.5 million pennies. Thanks for stopping to get it right. No, Lane, I think that all the folks that were railing you in your mentions were what helped you get it right. Yeah. The NCAA wasn't going to take your pennies, bro. <laughs> they were not going to take your pennies. They're not... They're, you're not paying a ticket, okay? They're not legally obligated to take your twenty-five thousand, or twenty-five million, or two point five million. However many you think the pennies are, I'll tell you what NCAA would have done. They would have brought their their penny guy out there. They would have had him pick up the bag of pennies and they would have had them hit you with it, dude. They're not taking your pennies. Yeah. What a joke. And also, dude. I don't think he realizes how many pennies that is. He does Cause, not because he retweeted a video of someone paying a three thousand dollar bill in pennies. And, and that is not even in the realm of and the same. I don't think he watched because that video that he, which was a guy with a wheelbarrow full of pennies, the video didn't show the guy with another couple wheelbarrows full of pennies for $3,000. Yeah. The amount of pennies that uh, it, it is an unreal amount of pennies. When just million. so we know, there's a penny shortage in the U.S. currently. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I would love to just see a. Uh, I, I would love to see the attempt. I would like to see honest. they could make a reality show of Lane Kiffin trying to find 2.5 million pennies. That would I would watch. That. Yes, <laughs> no question. <laughs> He's just like he gets fired from Ole Miss, you know, in in a couple years, and so he then starts attempting to take jobs that will pay him only in pennies. He's 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 an. He's I, like this is like my thirtieth. Uh, uh, he's highway debt, toll, uh, pay toll. I've been working at. He's in debt up to his eyeballs. Just like I'm gonna give them the two point five million pennies, dude. Like. Every single bank has a picture of Lane Kiffin that says he's not allowed here. Dude can't dude can't can't count up to fifteen, but he's gonna find a way <laughs> to get two hundred and fifty pennies or two point five million or twenty five thousand. Whatever, Lane Kiffin. Dude, what a freaking what a freaking joke, dude. Like yeah. Oh my god, Lane Kiffin. He needs to go back to Kiffin's coach's corner. <laughs> <laughs> Was that Tosh point oh? Yeah, 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 dude. Oh my god, dude. I, I just have. There's a lot of people that I look. Nick Saban. I don't like Nick Saban, but I respect Nick. Yeah, Saban. you know what I'm saying. Like, I have the. I have so little respect for Lane Kiffin that it is unreal. I can't even explain it on this podcast. If I had an amount of pennies to explain how little I cared for Nick Saban. It would be more than the 2.5 million pennies he's going to try to try to acquire. Yeah. So, what a joke, Lane Kiffin. I feel like in like 30 or 40 years, is going to be aware of they now about Lane Kiffin, and it's just him. His wife has left him. He's broke, wearing like he's gained like a hundred pounds. He's balding. He just he's like, well, I, I just eat yogurt now. 
Uh, I'm a big yogurt Why guy. Yogurt? I don't know. Just because yogurt, just yogurt in? just seems like a sad food to eat. Like, it, yeah, I don't, like he's got yogurt stains on all of his clothes now. I, I see him. I see he's t- him. He, he doesn't put water in his ramen. He just eats ramen raw. Cause he's just <laughs> he's just at that point. He's just giving up. Well, I mean, that's uh, ramen's all he can afford. He's saving up all them pennies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a joke, Lane Kiffin. You yep. are the third. Sponsor of the uh, of the what a joke, yeah. obviously behind James Dolan. James, and Dolan. I don't know who's number two. I said he was third, but I don't have a second in mind. But you're you're Lane Kiffin's not cool enough to be second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just two people, but he's third. Oh. All right, so we're moving into our pop culture. Uh, we are talking about Matrix Reloaded, the second boom, in the series. Boom, boom, boom. I boom. said on the show yeah. that the second one was worse, and I texted you when I started. I was like, I was. I lied. I didn't believe you, dude. Even when you texted me, I was t- I've been texting you all week about how like I was just like, Ugh, I'm yeah. not, I don't want to spend my two hours doing this. But ten minutes or, into the movie, I'm like, oh, I forgot how good this movie actually dude, is. It was awesome, bro. Now do you I remember, loved it so much. Do you remember two weeks ago when I told you that there was such a ridiculously crazy scene in the movie, and I wanted to see if you would watch it and be like, oh, that movie, that scene was insane. Are you talking about the scene? There's so many yes. of those, bro. But so. there's one that, like, in my head, I'm watching. I'm like, this is such a crazy scene. The scene where he's fighting 60,000 yes. <laughs> And it's so a- clearly CGI. Because his body's moving like Gumby. Like, Neo's body's, like, bending at weird angles like it's he's made of jello. One, well, see, the, pro- the th- great thing is... It's allowed to be clearly yeah. CGI because it's technically in, the, in a CGI world. Yeah. That's it was a, such a good, cool scene. Oh, my God. Well, see... And I texted you earlier about it. I was like, bro, that was a different movie. Matrix 1 should have been condensed into like 30 yeah. minutes and like been the beginning of that movie. My biggest problem with Matrix 1 was like there's no real story to it. Like there's no like, you know, I, I don't hate action movies, but I'm not just all about the action. Like I want it to have some purpose. It was everything that Matrix 1 wasn't, dude. I was so... And now, I went from like... I I literally texted you this. I was like, God, I just really don't want to spend the four hours of my life, my very limited free time, to watch these movies. And I'm so like excited... We were going to do a space in between each of the Matrix. I'll probably watch Matrix Revolution That's cool. this week. I'm good with that I'm because saying? that means, because we talked about it, possibly doing Pirates of the Caribbean next. Possibly. I love that series. And when you told me there's more I than three, it. I was ecstatic because I love those movies. Yeah, the the first three are better. Does it get bad? It doesn't. It, I saw it when I was younger, so it's yeah. really hard for me to tell. It wasn't bad, I lo- I, it was but I love like, pirate movies. No, it's it was a. I like that series as well. We're gonna start doing that, and I've actually been thinking about more as a joke. We need to do all thirty-five of the Fast and the Furious movies. We, dude. I'm down, dude. dude. Fast. See, the first three of those movies were such good movies because they were a movie that had that were like, oh car racing is what these characters do in the movie, which is what I like. You know, I'm, a, yeah. I'm more of a character guy. And I by like the, the end, you forget about cars and it's like about family. space Superman. No family, family and, <laughs> and, and, and Idris Elba being black about, Superman. It's all about family. Yeah. I think I do want to, when we watch, I want to make a super cut of every time he says family. I mean, it'll be like three there hours long. One. No, there is. Oh, one there is already. Okay. Yeah. I would assume there would be family, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but even the second that didn't have, you know, Vin Diesel, 
was so good. I yeah. mean, you know. You know what I anyway, do want to see, let's though? Let's actually talk about The Matrix, though. Re- we'll, we'll get Real back quick, to it. Go ahead. I want to see a supercut of Guardians of the Galaxy, but instead of Groot, he only says family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> I am family. My, dude, speaking of that, when he's like, I'm Groot. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. you got some stones on yeah, you, buddy. I love that scene, dude. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, let's talk about the Matrix. We already had like six episodes talking about all the Marvel movies <laughs> yeah. that we watched. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, it was it was so good. One of my favorite parts about it, more of this uh, to make fun of, was like the scene when they get back to Zion. The rave orgy? That was also weird. I love how it said techno music playing. Like in the in the dystopic future, there are still guys out there with laptops making techno. No, I mean that was actually before. That was if we're being completely honest, that was the weirdest scene in the entire movie to me. Yes. Like, why 100%. do I need to see why do I need to see Neo and Trinity bang it out while like everybody else is clearly on ecstasy? Like, y'all need to stop fighting, dude, and just rave on and the here's time, the thing dude. like they were like oh nobody's there like nobody cared that you guys were boning no, like yeah. at no point it was like oh the chosen one's not allowed to bang right. trinity it's like yeah we everyone's You're on not ecstasy a monk. like not yeah a monk. you just left the orgy to go have sex but <laughs> also a very interesting part of that the, the whole dance scene before i go back to the scene that i was talking about was that like that one chick was like morpheus i remember you were a good dancer like he was just good at like grinding up on you because you guys weren't like dancing or anything. Like, dude was just getting his getting his peen wet, dude. Like, yeah. But no, it was before then when they're like in the elevator, like making out and stuff, and it opens up to all those orphans or whatever, and like they're walking in, and like all the you know he's freaking the one, dude. It's Neo. It's Keanu Reeves. Like they're like all like oh like I want to see you or whatever, and she's like all right, I'm gonna let you you know say what's up to your people and he's like but i you know i need you like dude you guys are living on a ship together like you yeah. have not seen her <laughs> like i was very confused yeah. by the whole ordeal like where only they can have love when they're like on this new section and planet like but dude i was just i was just blown away at how much better of a movie it was and so excited yeah to watch the next movie you know what? How? What did you think about his Superman shit, where he's like flying? I thought loved it was dope, it, dude. dude. Loved yeah, it. like you know, I mean, when he took off, you you know, when uh, when old Michael from Lost or Augustus, if you've seen Oz, most people have not, so I will not call him Augustus. He's like, oh, they're five hundred miles south of you, and he's just like, all right, boom, and so like you knew when that whole scene happened, like, dude's obviously gonna save him. Don't care. It was so cool. The highway scene was cool. It it was so cool. You know what did bother me, though, is Morpheus's. So they get to choose what they wear in the Matrix completely. When he takes his jacket off, he's got arm suspenders on, (laughs) which just to be clear, the only reason for arm suspenders is at one point in in history and like the in the early uh, 1900s, shirts only came in one size, which was extra long. So you had to bring your 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 sleeves up and use arm suspenders. So he's doing all this. He's like, you know what? I want arm suspenders. Gonna they're going to be, be a hassle they, because they're going to pop off because I'm in the middle of fighting. But he's like, I'm, I need them. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're dope. I think no, they were great, dope. But as far as call. like a tactical, like like he, the fact that he took the the like when I'm he was like, oh, I'm going to dress myself in my mind. I need <laughs> arms. I need my arm suspenders. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, that's you know, obviously that's a that's cool 
freaking, you know, Neo obviously had the best, dopest fit, dude. He was yeah. looking cool as shit all the time. And how about like, Jada Pinkett Smith killing it in that movie? Dude, everybody killed it. I think she might have just been Jada Pinkett at the time, but I, uh, I'm not sure. I think it was Wheeler that was telling me that the Matrix was supposed to be Will Smith. Yes. Ori- yeah. It would have, it, to me... It would have made it made it such a different movie that I'm not sure if I could have got on board with. Yeah, I love Will Smith, and I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I don't like Will Smith, but Will Smith has a different acting style and different than del- like Keanu yeah. Reeves. I'm looking at uh, like a screen test of him, and uh, when when he tried to do the Matrix, and it's it's a different yeah, it's definitely a difference. It, like it's supposed to have the it's more like like sad, I guess like. Yeah, well, see, there's like Will Smith he, has such a Keanu Reeves had a brooding look. Will that's Smith, what I'm saying Will Smith would have been more like he's, angry. Well, and he's so he has such a large, larger than life personality. Yeah, and that, and I feel like that wouldn't have fit the character of Neo enough. It is really funny. People did like face replacements of Keanu Reeves with Will Smith, but kept Keanu's like haircut. Haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta have the you gotta have the cut, bro. Yeah, it was it was everything. It, that movie was everything that Matrix One could have been. Oh, so uh, so one of the reasons he was also not in it is he was filming Wild Wild West at the time. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, I chose Wild Wild West, which also dope movie, but like it's not the Matrix. Never seen it. Been pretty good movie. No, yeah. I mean you know I'm not gonna like sit here and like gotta watch Wild Wild West, but I mean you know like as a little kid it was a. Yeah. That's a good movie. Like, you know, I mean, he didn't need to make another song, and he can only make a song if he makes a movie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I am, I am so pleased uh, with that movie, and I was blown away by it. I'm, yeah. I'm very, very happy that I and I do let think you it convinced me to watch. Yeah, I think it's funny that we both think number two because, like, if you're online on the Reddit boards everywhere, everyone says, "Oh, number one's the best." Two and three suck. So I'm like, ah. we talked. Wheeler was saying that too. He's like, "Oh, it's such a dope movie." I was like, "Bro, you're suffering from like '90s nostalgia." Yeah, and watch it again now. It's a, it's different. It's it, it was it didn't tie really anything in, whereas Reloaded really made you. Feel being like you're in that world. Like I think that's what it was missing. Was like when you were outside of that world, it was just a bunch of dudes on the ship with Ralph Cifaretto that was going to kill him. And like now it is, it was like a completely different story that I don't even know the end to yeah. yet. I'm so excited. When about I was it. going through Reddit, there was somebody posted a picture from like an old old chat board from like 2001. That was like talking about the Matrix and someone was like, the Matrix will go down as history as the greatest. Nothing will ever be better than the Matrix. And it, it will be a known as an American classic and it, for all of those to beat. And I'm like, man, that dude is probably sitting here now 20 years later. Like, I mean, either he still thinks that and he's crazy or he's like, oh, wow, that was a wild take I made. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, my, my thing is. <clears throat> I am. I kind of personally subscribe to the not like I hardcore believe it or anything, but like I think simulation theory is like a real, a real option that we're like a part of in life. Like we're yeah. all being simulated like a Sims type of deal. And so like that, I guess that was my biggest problem with matrix one was I sort of feel this. Like I kind of like understand where this is going, but it just like, didn't really sell me on the whole concept. Whereas Reloaded, so good, like totally a great movie that 
had a had a purpose, but also those dope action scenes, man. Yeah. They were such cool like, fights. And- watching it as an adult now, I can follow along with the story better. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I never really followed along with the exiled programs viewpoint. Like, I, I thought they were just like other, like, I don't know, bad guys. But now I'm like, oh, those are pro- like old programs from the first and second Matrix that are no longer needed. Yeah. And so, and they're like viruses in the Matrix now, which is, and like, so that's, it's, it's, being able to follow the the actual storyline makes it a lot better too. Yeah, it was and see that I guess that was the problem was when back in the day you didn't really follow the storyline in two and one you didn't really need to. Like, yeah. you know, it was just like, oh, this guy is cool or he's not cool. You know, like I'm uh, I was I was extremely, extremely pleased by it. And I'm yeah. very glad that I watched it. Can't wait for Revolution. Maybe we'll watch it yeah. and do it next Gla- week. Glad you, you you brought it around. I'm glad I'm glad I did too. And I, you know, I complained about it uh, as I tend to do with anything. Uh, I'm a complainer as, yeah. as as a general rule. We based a whole podcast segment <laughs> on complaining. So I'm very glad that I uh I got into it and watched it and so, so excited for the next one. I'm, I'm I'm very, very happy. All right, let's move into questions from the internet. All right, we, I think we're only going to do one today. Yeah. If you had to pick one person to be the ambassador for the human race to meet, to meet aliens, who would it be? So we had our an- quick answers before the show, and I... Do you, are you changing yours? Or yeah, you, obviously I'm okay. changing mine. That, <laughs> that was the pre-show joke. Uh... I mean, if, I mean, you know, not to to beat a dead horse, but I think Keanu Reeves would be a great ambassador. Yeah, that's not my choice, but I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing names out there. So, did you know that we actually have one of those? Yeah, yeah, but it's the UN. Dude. Yeah, it's not a. We're not like picking the best. The United Nations best. Officer for Outer Space Affairs, Unusu. Yeah, uh, is don't the, know but, him. No, well, that's the, that's. That's the that's, init- what it's called. that's the initials for for his title. Uh, his, it's an a ast- uh, Malaysian astrophysicist named Maslin Othman. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a it's a woman. Sorry, it, it's her title. Are we really gonna send the Malaysian woman over Keanu Reeves though? I thought you were going in a more racist and sexist way with that when you started that sentence. Like I was like, uh, but most, then yeah, but no, most people probably <laughs> did. But no, no, it is it is. I you know I have zero problem with it being a woman. I thought you were going to say we're sending a an Asian woman to no, do this. No, yeah, I'm totally fine with an Asian woman. You know, that's a physicist and probably super smart to you know be our probably so much more qualified. But like comparatively to Keanu Reeves, like it's you know it's hands down. So my pre-show joke was Martin Sheen. Just because I think that's not a bad yeah, one, though. Send like, President Bartlett up there, but I think if I'm being serious, I think, um, and I, I'm not going to choose uh, a nerd. I, no, my, mine's still kind of a nerd. nerd. Mine's still kind of a nerd, but she's got some like a little bit of like Nash, like worldwide star power to an extent. Angela Merkel, I think, would kill it as ah, uh, weak, dude. You're going with like a real answer, bro. Yeah, I mean, because like, I gave my Martin Sheen answer. Yeah, but like I'm like thinking outside the box like angela merkel's fine but like thoughts, she got the charisma bro thoughts on vin diesel yeah no i don't think he would he <laughs> would like, not uh, be a good they're, choice they're my family now he would, i'm with them me and the aliens with family you know like <laughs> no like sorry vin diesel like you're not you're, you're not never gonna be now let me hit you with this though on like a real note james franco very well educated guy the problem with some is, personality. He would come back and be like, "Yeah, I tried to like hook up with one of their daughters, and it didn't go well." Or it did go well though. 
He's mean, like, I'm, ma- I'm, ma- I'm married. In, I'm married into the uh, to them now. It is James Franco. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is so many good options. All I can think of is like famous actors. For apparently, you know, like Mike Tyson. We, I mean, we. I don't know if these aliens are gonna have ears, but like, <laughs> I want them to keep their ears if if necessary. Kanye West. No, no. <laughs> I love Kanye's music. <laughs> uh, but no, let me hit you with this though, Morgan Freeman. Ooh, that is a. Uh, he's like, hello, aliens. How are you doing today? I don't. I, I kind of mess. I kind of also feel like a comedian. Like Steve Martin wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Not a not a bad call, but I don't know if Steve Martin's like the top of the the comedian list that I would go with. But let me hit you with some more new school. A couple of guys, a couple of opportunities here. Dave Chappelle or John Mulaney? John Mulaney. Ooh, for I don't know. Man, honestly, I'm I'm pivoting. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle would be a great spokesperson. Yeah. What about Ja Rule? <laughs> what about Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg would be that. That is the, We have to send a tandem of the... Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart together. Ooh, so that yeah. way we get a felon and a not felon with them. So like there's this is the <laughs> yeah. be, this is the best and worst that humanity has to offer. Yeah. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could team them up. I mean, we're not limited, right? Like unless yeah. they're like you get on, you can only get one. Like well, I think oh, the card does say now, one. Now if they do say you only get one. Well, there's only one the one. Snoop. And that's Keanu Reeves. Oh. <laughs> I would still just say Snoop, though. Yeah, Snoop is a great choice, obviously. Okay. Let's land somewhere legit. And also, let me go back to the comedians real quick. Dave Chappelle's a great choice. Seth Rogen. Ooh, that would be good. I feel like if I feel like he's not an ugly guy, but he's not a really, really good looking guy. So they're not yeah. gonna be like super intimidated by him. And he's just they're not every like, man. Because that's the problem. If we send James Franco, they're going to get here and be like, why is everyone else so fucking ugly? Exactly. We got we to gotta set the tempo. So that is a good choice. Okay. So let's come up with like a legit, this is the one that we're sending. Okay. So we don't want it. We don't want them to be too good looking. Yeah. So no, James Franco is James off the Franco, board. you're out, dude. Will Smith, Keanu Reeves, you both are out. I'm so sorry. You're too pretty. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, I can't go then. Me or you, <laughs> we're out. Okay. I think Seth Rogen was, we were kind of hitting in this right area there. Yeah. I don't want to exclude Morgan Freeman because he's a good looking guy, but he's older. It seems like, oh, he's so soothing. This is, this is America type of stuff. Maybe little Dicky, dude. Maybe we send Dave Bird. Yeah. He's a good, good, uh, possibly a good choice. Now, I do, I, I believe, but before you said, who would you think would be the worst person to send? Oh. Larry David, I feel like would be the worst person Ooh, to send. yeah, no question. <laughs> he would be, he would be pretty bad. We probably, obviously, as a, as a, as a one-off of him, we don't want to send Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, we're not going to send, Vin Diesel was a really bad choice. Yeah. I'm very, I meant that more of like a ridiculous, sure. right, yeah. Uh, we pro, I mean, maybe the governor, but I feel like it's kind of going back into the, you're good looking and you're handsome and you're, you're, you're too big. So yeah. you're out governor. And he'd be like, oh, another alien. I kill oh, aliens. Oh my gosh. Alien. I don't know. That that was bad. That was a bad Schwarzenegger. And I'm going to go ahead and straight up admit that. Um, so I'm good. Choice. I'm, I, I'm good landing on little Dicky. Dave bird. Dave. Yeah. You're our Dave bird. Little Dick, AKA little Dicky. 
you're it, bro. Yeah. You're our you're our you're our choice. With the second being, because you know Rogan. he's gonna they're gonna get get up there and this alien race they can only communicate by spitting bars. And that would be perfect. And he literally has like a whole song about like a section of his song about aliens. And yeah. Like whether we'd be able to handle them or not. I trust him. I'm yeah. sending him in. Dave Bird with the second being, we agree with Seth Rogen being a good second. Yeah. And then like, if we needed like a person to communicate over the speaker, you know, like a walkie talkie type situation, I feel like we should definitely go with Morgan Freeman in that. All right, let's move in to what are you binging? Uh, we just spent about 30 minutes on that question. Uh, You're going to have to cut that yeah. down. <laughs> so I've been watching the show called Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Pretty, it started off with my wife picking. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just play Strike Force while you watch it. 15 minutes in and I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. I kind of don't watch this without me. It's a mini series about a uh, based on a book about a uh, orphan girl uh, quickly. She learns how to play chess really fast and she becomes like wants to like be like a grandmaster. We're only on like episode three, um, but she's like uh, in this orphanage. They give the kids tranquilizers to huh, calm them sounds down. Sounds like a dope. And orphanage. then after they get all these kids hooked on tranquilizers, the, then the, the government's like, oh, yeah, you can't give kids tranquilizers. So now you have all these kids who are hooked on tranquilizers and they are coming down hard. So she like steals these tranquilizers because it helps her play chess. And then she like gets out in the real world and finds out her adopted mom also takes these tranquilizers. And then at like the age of like 15, her mom, who's obviously an addict, is like, hey, you ever had a drink? Want to try this double martini real quick? So she also quickly becomes hooked on alcohol all while trying to become like the best chess player in the world. But it's a pretty decent show. Uh, what about you, bud? I have been watching and you've told me that I... I have put this on my uh, my what are you binging before or I asked and you said I think you yeah have. I'm pretty sure Deadwood dude yeah. I've been you know re- I, I'm, but I'm watching with Stephanie now I really I need to I've finish the series it. and watch the movie I haven't yet you I'm haven't on, okay. I'm on the I, I think I'm on like ru- the last episode of this of the second to last like I'm I'm, I'm about you know I can I need to start the final season you know the the series that like have that additional movie afterward and the movie is just complete trash yeah entourage I never even saw the entourage movie yep me neither I didn't completely hate the movie okay I would have done I've heard that from a lot of people I would have done you know I mean it was it, it completed a lot of story circles you know yeah. or storylines I should say story circles I mean you know. <laughs> Uh, it completed a lot of storylines. So it wasn't like a, oh, I'm just so exhausted watching this movie. It was just like an extremely, extremely long episode of Deadwood. <laughs> you know, where like Deadwood is like, there's always something happening, but like most of the time there's nothing happening. Because yeah. I mean, there's like six buildings in the whole town. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, love Deadwood, dude. Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. We haven't got quite got there yet. But one of the absolute best villain performances to date on TV, Gerald McRaney playing George Hurst. He just makes you feel scared watching that, you know, watching that show. And like he just the way he talks and the way he makes you feel like watching it. What a great show. But I mean, who can who can hate on Ian McShane, dude, playing Al Swearingen? There's just so many great actors. Kim Dickens. I'm a huge Kim Dickens fan, uh, especially her work in Treme, uh, playing Joni Stubbs. Saw uh, John Hawks playing Saw Star. Like there's just it's a it's a HBO star-studded cast that is a, a, a well worth the watch, especially if you have yeah. HBO. Yeah, dude. So I've also been drinking. So I mean, I mentioned on the top of the show. Uh, 
reason I was at Trader Joe's was getting some coffee. That's because I we were there a week before, and I bought a twelve or twenty four pack of these K pod of these pods for my coffee maker called Electric Buzz. They have like two and a half times the normal amount of caffeine as a regular cup of coffee. Some of the best coffee I've ever had. So I quickly wanted to go back and get some more because it was a new edition they had, and they were almost out. So I bought like the last two boxes, three boxes of it. But it's a really good coffee That's and good. really strong. Yeah, man, I haven't been really binging anything. I've been, you know, just drinking some General Miller Light. That's been my binge for like 30, 30 <laughs> episodes of our 41 or whatever. Drinking some, you know, straight up coffee. Also, <laughs> I guess I've been, you know, binging some some dope food, I guess, lately. I had zero idea that when I was ordering food last night, that Hootie's Burger Bar it's just Hooters. That's Hooters. <laughs> I had zero idea. Stephanie was like, I think we've ordered here before. And I was like, no, I've never ordered from Hootie's Burger Bar. That's funny. It was Hooters. So we got it in a Hooters bag, and I was like, I'm very confused. Yeah. Speaking of food, that uh, dip you guys made last time I was here for D&D. Crack dip. Crack dip. Very good. I'm kind of hoping there's some more tomorrow when I come. Don't to- know that there will be, but maybe I'll talk to Steph about getting some. But the, you know what it is? It is like the recipe, you know, like the, the Velveeta version. Yeah. Cream cheese instead of ah. regular cheese, bro. It is. That's a, that's a Mama Jane special right there, dude. I don't know if other people made it first, but she was the first person yeah. that made it that I ever ate. We call it crack dip, dude. Yeah. And you understand I why. I understand Are why. Are you addicted to it now? A hundred percent. I just yeah. want to mainline it now. But all right, so let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. Uh, so I'll start off with Commendator's trying to roast uh, his partner. When they obviously don't have a relationship like that, and he just comes off as an asshole. It's not like you and I. Where yeah, like we just roast each other. And the I, can't, I was time. trying to remember the exact example, but it was over the weekend. Uh, I was watching Red Zone, and they went in for a snip. And commentator said, like, just making like making an off like a joke about his the play by play announcer, and like obviously these guys are just coworkers, and yeah. it didn't land. He was like, all right, moving on, and, all, <laughs> and it just came up like this dude was like, I, I wish they had just had a live feed because he was probably like, oh man, I'm a dick now. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it was like a, he made a joke about him being short or something. Yeah. And it's like, dude, yeah, you were a professional athlete. He, you're, he's not short. You're just like six, four. Yeah. You're, like, just, you're just extremely, extremely large. That's a good one. That doesn't happen too, too often. But when usually, it does, it's gold. Oh yeah. Well, cause yeah. usually these booth partners have been working together for a good yeah. bit of time or they're able to kind of come out of it and, you know, understand what was happening. So, um, that's a good one. Uh, mine are, and it's more based on what I was talking about earlier. The late, late, late notifications that players won't be playing. I, it was my fault. I'm a grown man that should have been paying more attention this week. I've been so busy. I haven't, you know, I had no idea that it was that close to Aaron Jones, not playing. I had to work for a couple hours on, on Sunday. I didn't have to, I chose to work a couple hours on Sunday and it kind of threw off my general schedule where I just wake up, 
and get prepared to watch yeah. football. Didn't get to do your stinker tinker. And so I did a real quick before I started work. I went through and checked all my stuff, and I had a couple questionables, but it's one of those like, oh, no big deal. Oh, Joe Mixon's out. I need to get him out of the yeah. lineup or whatever. And then I look in the game, and Aaron Jones is just not playing. And I was, I was so to be mad fair. And there were some people in the chat who I guess thought differently, but I was watching the the Fox pregame show. And they specifically said, "Oh, we will find out about Aaron Jones at kickoff." Well, like yeah, that's, that's not finding out. That's that, by then it's too late. Yeah, like if we find out I, right after the kickoff, I then, can't believe that's. I mean, you know, that's uh, that seems they like should have to submit outside of fantasy football completely. But like gambling is a huge part. Yeah, of Yeah, without a doubt, like, you lost a lot of people some money. Potentially like they like it should be the kind of thing you have to submit your injury report like. Ninety minutes before kickoff. Yeah, so that was a that was a me. I'm not sitting here blaming anybody, but it's annoying. Yeah, for sure. For sure, it snaps your stick. Snaps my stick. (laughs) I'm snapped, dude. My second, my second non-sport are people that put horrendously awful reviews about a about like a restaurant or a place or a store or something that are like clearly you're lying. And then, like, that part snaps my stick. But the best part, but the owner calls them out on it. And they're like, you're an idiot. Like, you were here for two minutes. And, like, one this I saw the other day, like, they're like, this place is awful. They sell, they'll say you have your food ready, and they don't have it. And, like, the owner was like, yeah, that's because the girl that was taking your order had a seizure and you walked past the ambulance and then putting there in the ambulance when you came into the restaurant, like you were just lying. Like, it's just so absurd to me that people think that like, look, nobody's going to call me out on this. I'll just go lie on the internet. Like I hate people like that. Bad reviews with no warrant. Oh my gosh. I'm not a fan. All right. So that about wraps up the show. All right. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.